Burp. Burp. Two. One. And we're live. <laughs> oh, no, I think the burp of me she's screaming at you to burp was in the stream. <laughs> I have to, like, I can't press all the buttons at once, and I have no. to, I slide our audio first. <laughs> Which is always a mistake, and I keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, welcome to DM and the PM, uh, a show that's not usually about a guy yelling at their friend to burp on command, uh, but uh, is a uh, show for uh, the tabletop uh, DMing uh, um, those who may be DMs or are DM curious or just like hearing people talk about D&D gameplay. Uh, uh, we normally just do those things, talk about games that I'm working on talk about uh, uh the games i've been playing in during the week and sort of it's a general chit chat and um office hours sort of show for people who are planning for tabletop tabletop games uh but we just did our last installment last week two weeks ago actually i don't know how time works anymore <laughs> uh now we're talking about the character creation pr uh, 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 process for the next season of NPC Incorporated Podcast. So that is the podcast that we do. I guess I should tell you who we are. Hi, my name is DM Hobart, the DM for NPC Inc. Podcast. <laughs> and my guest tonight is... Hello, I'm Liz Getty. I am a cast member and an employee of NPC Inc. And it's so good to have this chat with you. Uh, also, uh, we'll give it up uh, for Liz, who runs our tech uh, for the streams and is running it right now as we uh, are also chatting. So oh uh, uh, thank you so much for, for, for doing double duty uh, that I am not capable of, of doing. Uh, so uh, yes, we're talking about character creation for the next season of NBC Incorporated Podcast. For those of you who might not have tuned in before or unfamiliar with our podcast and just familiar with our live on Twitch, uh, uh, this is a show where we play D&D 5th edition, but we have mapped it over our own mundane realm. Following the adventures of uh, uh, four uh, co-workers uh, who work for a company and are trying to do as little work during the workday as possible. Uh, so we, in our last uh, campaign, had followed the adventures of five co-workers who worked in an office building in downtown Fantasy Chicago. Uh, and in this campaign, we're going to be following the adventures of four entry-level workers in a warehouse setting. Uh, working in a shipping and receiving facility for the same company, the titular MPC Incorporated. So uh, we have been creating characters for this show, uh, which is going to be starting up um, in July. Uh, is probably when you can expect to actually hear campaign episodes. Uh, and uh, working, I, I've been sitting down with our players to work on creating the mundane versions of the fantastic characters of D&D. So last on Liz's last installment of DM and the PM, I sat down with new cast member Meadow K. William to talk about her character, uh, uh, June Esmond, uh, who we based around a full bog cleric. And we came up with uh, June is a baseball enthusiast uh, who, who worships the god of teamwork, uh, uh, a vintage baseball player that she's obsessed with. Uh, so that is how we translated that material. And we actually have something exciting we want to show all of you uh, uh, to uh, uh, start. Uh, and that is that we have the artwork for June, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, the first of uh, a character portraits being done by cast member Brandon Kirkman, uh, who played Maxwell in the last campaign. And in this campaign, we'll be playing question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, he's going to be doing uh, portraits of our characters as we go. So you can see what they look like based on the character, uh, the player's character descriptions. 
So, if uh, big reveal, here it goes, Liz. <laughs> Show us that June. <gasps> oh yeah. So as you can see, we got June here. Uh, June is in her. God, I, I love the fucking uh, uh, the boiler the boiler suit so much. <laughs> the, the, like so overalls, good. it's so good. It looks great. Uh, this is pretty much exactly how I imagined June. So, uh, uh, way to go, Brandon. Oh, fuck. I just even, I had missed before that the, uh, uh, the sweatband on the wrist. That is such a great yeah, detail. Because in the, uh, Brandon showed us the, like, his prototype. And I think she had the sweatband on. Around her head. Yes, yeah. you're right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. So yes, that and that functions in our game as we talked last time. Uh, so yeah, uh, 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 June is based on a furball cleric, uh, and uh, in this uh, world, uh, the sweatband, uh, which is uh, well, some bit of a sporting memorabilia from uh, her softball team, uh, which I will not reveal the name of because uh, Meadow just came up with it, uh, is functions as her shield uh, in our game. So we're gonna be talking about how to translate over all the fun mechanics of D and D into our mundane realm, but we just wanted to take some time to not only highlight the work of Brandon Kirkman, which fucking rules, but also the great character creation by Meadow. This is June Esmond, folks. Uh, okay, so now let's let's uh, let's we'll put June away for this time, so we can talk about our next coworker. Uh, and uh, this one is uh, this one is yours, uh, Liz. Uh, so yeah, I, I know that you have written a description of them. And uh, the way we let uh, Meadow introduce the character was just by reading the description. So if you would like oh to introduce us to your character, go for it. Okay. Um, just okay. I will do it. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna read it all down. Did she go through like? I Did you say read it all down? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you know this is gonna be the good parts. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna read it as is. Then... Yeah, that's what Meadow did, so that's totally fine. Quinn Larkin. Rock Gnome Paladin. 410. Surprisingly athletic. Suntan skin, brown hair, frizzy bowl cut, brown eyes, jean jacket with Quinn embroidered along the left collar. Ahem. Quinn grew up in a small tourist town in the Northeast. Their parents owned a rustic inn-slash-general store at the edge of a small lake. Summers were spent forging fleeting friendships with the children of vacationing families, all the while fulfilling seamless, seemingly endless chores that come with running an inn-slash-general store. In the off-season, the Larkins made sure to find time to travel. Everywhere they went, it seemed the Larkin family always had a place to stay. Turns out owning an inn lets you meet some pretty fascinating people. Although Quinn has moved away from home into the big city, they never quite let go of the eclectic lifestyle they grew up with. This NPC Inc. gig is probably the fifth job they've had since moving to Fantasy Chicago a few years ago. They've tried being a barista, a dog walker, a recess monitor, a tour guide. That was their first job and they knew nothing about the city. Uh, each interesting for a while, but Quinn tends to grow bored after too much repetition. Quinn is fascinated with everything living in a city has to offer. They invested in a pretty sweet pair of rollerblades so they can travel between their multiple activities faster. 
Because how else would they be able to stop at the library on the way to work and check in on the community garden at lunch and say hi to everyone at the dog park on the way home and volunteer at the local church's community kitchen and pop by the animal shelter to read to kittens, etc., etc. Uh, it's easy for Quinn to find passion for anything and anyone. Caring intensely comes naturally to this small, overhyped, overcaffeinated, overfriendly friend. It's the more stable, consistent parts of life that are harder for Quinn to grasp. Maintaining friendships, paying bills on time, finishing any book they start. Uh, maybe someday they'll figure it all out. But for now, they're just running around being Quinn. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Those are my books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so we've lost we've lost the books that's okay we'll get them back uh, uh so yes this is quinn uh i am uh, very excited about uh, uh meeting this character and working on this uh, uh this is the first paladin we've ever had on the show uh period across the uh, yeah just like even npc wise we never had a paladin character uh so this is very exciting actually that's not true alan bloodskull was technically a paladin uh but um yeah, but 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 uh, not a character we saw too too much of. Um, uh, so yeah, this is going to be exciting. I'm excited to see, especially how we can uh, uh, write a, a paladin into our uh, our office culture. And uh, so uh, I guess we should probably just get started with the character creation. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you rolled stats, didn't you? I did. Okay, let's get let's go ahead and get your stats up, and we're gonna uh, uh, see where you put everything, and then we'll uh, go from there. So I did the fun little grid system that Meadow taught us, and I have them all there, and I assigned them over here. But it was oh, like okay. So like you make two lines, so I uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is like the best I've ever rolled. So I took those two. Oh, those are great. Those yeah. are great ones to take. So like two okay. 16s, two 14s, a 13 and a 10. That's a lot to work with. It's a lot of 16s. Uh. I know. I was going to say, well, that's what, you know, for, for a paladin, you're going to want that. So uh, uh, let's go ahead. So can you hold up again? Just briefly so I can see what you got here. I might even write them down so that I can, I can uh, uh, have them for my, my own use. So what'd you get for strength? I put ten in there. <laughs> the ten in there? Well, I mean, you're a gnome. I love, I love yeah. playing it that way. Uh, Dex? Dex, I picked the thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Uh, uh, intelligence? I did sixteen. Oh, kind of a smarty paladin like that. Uh, wisdom? Fourteen. You say fourteen? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, I forgot constitution. Yeah, I thought you were just doing it a fun, fun way. Uh, no, I, I just forgot. I did 14 for con. 14 for con, okay. And then I'm sure your other 16 was in charisma. Yes. Yeah, hey, well, you're paladin. <laughs> Good place to put it. <laughs> yes, uh, okay. So, I, I, I love that you are a weak paladin. I love that. That's so great. <laughs> uh, that is a, a very fun choice. I like that you're smart. That's very fun. Uh, so yeah, we have we have we have our character stats. That's wonderful. Uh, so you are a uh, you are a, a a level one character, and as such, your hit points will be defined by your uh, your your hit dice. Yeah. Uh, for a paladin, is ten, I believe. Ten, yes. I got my books again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then your modifier, uh, your fourteen modifier, will add to that. 
uh, oh gosh, what is it? Um, plus. Uh, so plus two. So you start with 12 hit points. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not bad for a little gnome. Uh, your proficiency bonus will be two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to go on down to these things so you can start adding them to uh, what will become your character sheet that we will be sharing later on with all of the people watching. Uh, uh, well, not right now, but like later, later. <laughs> like you can tune back in and find out. Um, uh, okay, so uh, let's just let's just uh, before we get into all the paladin stuff. Like, do you want to just talk like the basic uh, uh, kind of proficiencies and stuff you're going to take? Yeah, um, I had like clicked through and did all this in D and D Beyond, and now for the life of me, I have forgotten it all. Like the good little preparer I am for this stream. Hey, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, We're talking characters. We can cheat the shit for hours. Yeah. Everyone watching can just fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up all my little proficiencies. <laughs> um. Uh, I can. I'll. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I, I. I have the paladin book pulled up. Uh, oh, in excellent. fact. Um, let me, uh, uh, I'm trying to get it so that our, our people watching can see that. There we go. There's all the class features for Paladin. Should be appearing on the screen now. Um, so your proficiency skills, uh, will be, you get, uh, proficiency in wisdom and charisma saving throws. Damn. That wisdom save is huge. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, and, uh, 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 you get to choose two skills from athletics, insight, Intimidation, medicine, persuasion, and religion. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to take athletics and religion. Okay. Please note that. Uh, as a reminder, and we'll definitely be talking about this as we work on your paladin, in our game, religion is kind of like uh, 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 what we've kind of dubbed passions and interests. It's people's uh, passionate devotion to uh, uh, pop culture or sports or their own careers, that kind of stuff is sort of where where the, that will translate to. So yeah. religion will be sort of like how you recall that, you know, Jeremy in accounting loves fucking soccer more than anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's my... And, like, what that... Yeah. <laughs> my thought is, like, like growing up surrounded by just, like, so many random people, they've just intaken all this knowledge. So they have, like, a lot of... They know a little about a lot is... Ah, yes. ...how I think of them. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. And the athletics, because... Their strength and dex isn't the best, but they still like do things. Yes, you know? uh, I mean, go ahead and put a pin in the conversation we're going to need to have about those rollerblades. <laughs> Speaking okay. of those rollerblades, <laughs> oh well, I know we just talked about off camera about uh, a, a dumb thread I read about uh, DMs hating flying characters and how I think that's bullshit and flying <laughs> rules in D and D. But unfortunately, I am going to have to say that characters cannot fly in NBC Incorporated. <laughs> Due to our mundane setting, I personally can't think of a way to make flying work as a mechanic. Um, unless uh, goal is to fly. Yeah, <laughs> give Quinn a jetpack. <laughs> yes. uh, 
Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk background before we go much further. That's where you get like the other um, okay. your other proficiencies. It's largely from background. So uh, from the you know the traditional player handbook, you know, soul soldier, recluse, um, outcast, criminal, stuff like that. Any of them really strike your fancy? Oh, once again, I'm doing my bad habit of scrolling viciously. Poor everyone watching. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, charlatan's always good. Mm-hmm. It's very... very to me, but this is, once again, this is all, you know, it's whatever you would like. To me, Quinn screams folk hero. Yeah? Because they are, like friend to all very small town that background to me feels like the most quinn but once again up to tell it to you that's just my my input uh criminal doesn't feel right come on i want to steal some cbs again uh you can still try to steal (laughs) Uh, let's see let me check uh there's, I don't know if there is more in there. Mm. Yeah, I like that as like the like the one that got out of the small town and everyone's just like excited to hear about what they're up to all the time. I like that suggestion and I think I'm going to go with it. Hell yeah. Well, and also to uh, honor um, uh, 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 the, the, the legacy of NPC Incorporated and Destin Day Job is uh, uh, the, my original character when I was a, the, the ca- a cast member and a player character, the Hope Shade Tree, he was background folk hero. And I had a lot of fun with the rustic hospitality feature. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> of, like chatting right. up bartenders and like anyone I could who felt like uh, uh, a common folk. Uh, so uh, feel, please feel free to use that frequently. I will say that Quinn will get uh, not an advantage, but uh, certainly uh, 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 all lower DCs when they interact with people that fe- fit that feature. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the good call. So, this is the other reason, and Meadow has already, Meadow already got it in the chat. Meadow's in the chat. Hi, Meadow. Uh, and said, uh, uh, that also pointed out that you get a tool proficiency for land vehicles. So, yes, you will have proficiency with your rollerblades. <laughs> I was personally hoping maybe you pick something. That was my only thing about Folk Hero. was like, oh, but if they pick something else, they won't really be good with the rollerblades. <laughs> Incredible. That's, that's, uh, but you also get a, a, a pick, uh, you get a proficiency. Oh, so you just don't get to pick. You just get these animal handling and survival. Add those to your proficiency list. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, and you're also proficient in one sort of artisan tools. What would you like? Oh, God. I was reading it and then I thought the next part was listing artisan tools. So I thought it was like a shovel, an iron pot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess technically. Well, part of being a rock gnome is like my little tinkering stuff, which is very fun. So I suppose I would like to also be proficient in 
Ugh. Brewers. I want to I wanna be making... I want to be really into making, um, like, essential oils and, like, making my own tea from, like, growing it and, like, stuff like that. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. Instead of brewer, why don't we call that herbalism? Oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like, well, I, I love this idea. And I, 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 especially this tea mechanic is... I mean, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to translate. Well, well, translate potions beyond having them be analogous to sodas you can buy is like uh, maybe Quinn can whip up some special teas. I don't know. We'll some see. Special teas? Uh, ooh, their specialty is special tea. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to. Uh, I want to talk about gnomes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The, the sentences that fall out of my mouth when I'm <laughs> on DM and the Someone's uh, talking uh, about gnomes. Someone's talking about gnomes, folks. Uh, okay, so let's get to our gnome section here. Again, sorry for my my scrolling style. Everyone watching, I know it might be slightly nauseating. Um, Ooh, a pumpkin. Where's the pumpkin? There they are. There's our gnomes. Uh, so... You gain, uh, you've already, I'm sure, increased your intelligence. Oh, that's why your intelligence is so fucking high. No, that's base. Mm. I haven't even added that yet. Okay, we'll add two to your intelligence. You will now have 18 for intelligence. Or 16. Oh, that you had 16. I have, uh, I put intelligence, I put 16 in intelligence. Oh, God, I was looking at wisdom. Oh, my God. Well, yes, yeah, so you're you're one smart cookie. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Cool. Wow. That's that's great. Um, okay. That is very good to me. Uh, okay. Um, sorry, I, I was trying to look at the chat and I clicked away from everything. Um, people are calling. Meadow was calling for calligraphy, but uh, uh, sorry, oh, we, that's the people fun. have spoken. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, uh, Meadow's saying they're how excited she is talking about gnomes, so let's get to doing it. Uh, okay, so make a note about this. Uh, your speed is 25. Hilarious, considering you're wearing roller... We were out wearing rollerblades in the office. But, you, know. um, you have dark vision, yes. uh, which we will... We're going to honor that as in a different way in this game, but make note of it. Uh, you have gnome cunning, so you have advantage on all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic. Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, you speak common and gnomish. Uh, 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 let's talk about what gnomes represent in our world. Again, what a sentence to say. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I know that we, we, we've had a lot of fun, uh, uh, me and you connecting like various other sort of underground, uh, races from D and D to like different punk things. Like we had drow and, yeah. uh, uh, tiefling, like, uh, um, uh, uh, Agnes were all kind of analogous to kind of punk subsets, uh, alt living styles. Yeah. So why do you see gnomes kind of coming through in this world? Um, well, what drew me to gnome first was like in the thing they talk about like the bright burrows and just very like, welcoming people um so i kind of imagined like 
uh, like hospitality workers or just like Mm. people that are in the hospitality industry in general. So like, Mm. like owning an inn, um, I'd imagine like people pleasers, uh, People pleasers was in, I was that was a term in my head of thinking about this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, I think I think what you're kind of describing is uh, uh, like, I know we kind of have both had this background too. It's like people from small towns, like who moved yeah. to big cities. Yeah, it's like it's like there are people who were curious who weren't fulfilled by big city of uh, small town living. Very much who, like the Hobbit leaving the Shire. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Which is all. This is how I had uh, in how I pi- uh, planned out. Hope was yeah. that Hope was like some small town snowder dude who was just like, this isn't enough for me. Like, to, to the urban environment is the trail I want to explore. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I really like that. As um, one one thing that I would really like to bring up to this is one hundred percent optional. This is in no way a dare or a bet. <laughs> Okay. Is that in our in, in our original cast, uh, we had a character who was from the Northeast, uh, uh, Pauline Lazar, uh, Lazaretti's character, Praline Lazarus, oh, yeah. was from the from New England, as she always referred to it. And it was a recurring joke on the show that people from New England oh. in the fantasy world spoke with British accents. If you would like to speak with a British accent, you are certainly welcome to as canon for our weird lore. But I that was it's also that kind of one, so. when making this. Oh my gosh. And I was thinking today, I was like, oh, I gotta start like working on a voice. Oh man. Okay. If you want to revive the like, yeah, I'm Queen, I'm from Vermont. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wouldn't be Cockney. It would be it wouldn't be one of the nice ones. <laughs> You're like a, a liver liver puttyan uh, uh, gnome. Maybe she's more like uh, Scottish. <laughs> I can't do any oh of these my. accents. Who am I? Why am I? No, no. I, no dude, please, please, please feel free because well, it, it was. This is so just lovely. Oh, we got to be at the church at three <laughs> thirty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The it's big pretty, reveal a... will be when we start releasing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Let's go ahead. We'll say with the people listening to this right now, uh, watching this, uh, we'll never know what you're going to pick until the podcast actually gets released. <laughs> it's whatever comes out in that first sentence. Uh, oh, my God. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Uh, okay, so I just want to float that. Uh, but I love this interpretation of gnomes. It's like, you know an enthusiastic newcomer to this city from a small town. Um, Yeah. In in particular, I think for Quinn, it's very much like put up in like, uh, you know, I, I, I guess kind of the way, because again, I, you know, I love to get really deep on this mundane bullshit is like the way that I kind of envisioned hope was he was like from like a small town, like I was, but it was just like, this place doesn't get me. I don't really like it. I'm, you know, uh, I'm looking for community elsewhere. But I feel like with a gnome, it's almost like you're looking, you're, you're, you, it's a more like kind of pastoral, like, it's not like a halfling society where like everyone was like kind of on each other's business. It's more of like uh, uh, one day you looked across the meadow and were like, I wonder what it's like on the other side of that one. You know, yes. does that make sense? It's okay. very <laughs> much just like they just like 
bounced around and now they're here and there's just so much to look at and so much to see all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, very much just like excitedly like turning over rocks looking for bugs in this big city. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That that feels that feels very right for yeah the character. It's more of it's 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 less of that you are some sort of you know slice off of a com smaller community that moves somewhere else, and more of that you are just someone who wandered in. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a, a natural explorer. Okay, I love that for this character. Uh, okay, let's talk now. So we did the gnome stuff. Um, and you picked Rock Gnome, which means you get enough special, you get more, a little more stuff. Uh, your con score increases by one. Oh, that's handy. Uh, and it looks like that is going to, it's not going to change anything for you, but it will put you at 15 for con. So nice. no, no, no boost to hit points yet, but you'll be closer. This is the highest stats I've ever had as a character. Usually I'm like yeah. only rolling eights. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> You're fucking cursed dice for character creation. I picked out really nice ones for Quinn, though. Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Um, okay, so another thing to think about. So you also get Artificer's Lore. Um, yeah. So whenever you make an intelligence check, uh, an intelligence history check, which, uh, considering your dope intelligence score, is going to be something you're really good at, um, uh, related to magical items, chemical objects, technological devices... Uh, uh, you can add twice your proficiency bonus. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I guess, uh, uh I guess Quinn's gonna be kind of like our, uh, our smarty pants. Like, it's gonna be like the person who you turn to when you don't understand something. The, yeah, uh, I just, like, very much imagine them, like, they're from middle of the nowhere, and for four months a year... There's just like this constant stream of fascinating people from everywhere in the world that come and tell them like small stories or like show them little glimpses of cool things. And then they spend the rest of the year while practically like hibernating, like learning about them and like going to the library and like just reading so much about these things. And then next year, whether the four months, wherever it comes back, just asking more questions and just like soaking up all this knowledge and not really ever using it, but just having it in there. That's wonderful. I really like that a lot. Uh, all right. And that, I think that actually really applies to both that Aspect of the character with the art, the artificer lore that you get, and also the tinkerer stuff, which we're I'm going to say that you uh, uh, you have a proficiency with tinkerer's tools as well, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, using the tools you can spend an hour and ten gold worth of materials to invent something. Uh, th there's a more specific rules in the handbook which we can talk about, uh, but you have some options uh, for things that you can make, and those options will be available in the game. As real things you can make. Yes. That's so not fun. saying they'll be useful in any way, but <laughs> And I what I I love, I this was like the main reason I took Rock Gnome is for this. Um I just really want them and I know like these are all they only work for like twenty four hours usually, but it's something like 
they're the kind of person that if someone like mentioned that they really liked a song the next day they would come in with like a little music box for them just like Hell little yeah. gifts all the time that always break but like they're yeah making little bro i think another thing that would be kind of a practical uh, way for you to use in our game is that your character kid if you know they discover something broken or something that is not working they mm -hmm. can apply a fix to it the fix might not be permanent <laughs> yes it's very the like, fix might break in. the thing worse <laughs> yeah but you never know when that might come in real and really in handy uh okay so that's fucking dope uh, uh so we have your hit points we have your speed we have your all the, all the kind of stat stuff uh let's talk equipment uh, and then we're gonna start talking paladin stuff um so the basics that you get uh you know fuck the basics that you get what's quinn's uh arms and armaments look like and we'll, we're just gonna we're gonna to, to add to, to create our mundane versions of that. i oh my goodness well, I know my armor is going to be my jean jacket. Um, uh, you get some pretty decent, you get really good armor proficiencies as Paladin. Uh, so you can go up to uh, all arm, actually all armor is your proficiency. That's the exact wording in the manual. <laughs> okay. Also, like, And shields. You can also do shields if you want. This is wild. I never, like... This is okay. First time playing a paladin. I rarely play characters that wear armor. <laughs> Just. I think your armor for our last game was eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so... And then like Norris, I think has an also eleven. <laughs> oh yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so weak. <laughs> so this is wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would say then like what it like a breastplate. Uh, if it's like a vest, let's see. Let's take a look at our. Oh, I'm on weapons now. Um, okay, so for armor, we have our standard armor thing here. So, breastplate. I am going to say you can't do breastplate, uh, because it has a high monetary cost. But if you would like uh, the next one down, which is okay. applies the same modifier but a disadvantage on stealth. We'll say that the uh, uh, it, the 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 jean jacket could function as scale mail. Yes, because it is adorned with buttons that clink and clack. Uh, when also much like uh, we talked about with uh, June's uh, 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 overalls, yeah. is it's uh, it is certainly something that's appropriate for your job, but it's not anything that anyone else is wearing. So it's a little eye-catching. <laughs> so, oh, that will be how you get your disadvantage. Is you're fucking wearing this fucking studded out fucking jean jacket. Uh, so that gives you 14 plus your dex modifier max two. So 16 is the best you can do. Damn. Um, you also, you also, you're a paladin. You can totally do a shield if you want. Oh, yeah. Um... I think I'm going to ride off of the sweatband idea, but it's a ton of friendship bracelets from the friends she's made from the summers. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a, I, I love that so much. That's 100% going to be it. Uh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Uh, friendship bracelets. 
uh, our, uh, the, the shield. So yeah, you, you're starting off with an armor class of 18. I have Where the fuck you go? Actually, what's your dex modifier? Um, 13. Mm, so it's 13, so you're starting off with 17. Oh, okay. That's still buck wild. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you get a, uh, uh, a, um, whatever you get, uh, ability boost, you could even change that. Yeah. Um, bump up. Uh, I'll tell you how to use your ability boost, but uh, okay, so that is great. Uh, let's talk about weapons. Uh, so, uh, Meadow, uh, oh, wrong one, wrong bookmark. Oh, other wrong bookmark. There we go. There's weapons. Um, uh, so Meadow went with, and to remind both you and also anyone watching and listening, is that the sort of main physical damage within our campaign uh, uh, functions thusly. Uh, um, uh, piercing damage is called uh, anxiety damage. It's when someone really gets you to your core, makes you feel nervous and uncomfortable. Slashing damage, which we realize a lot of monsters deal with their claws and teeth, is now gets to boredom. It's when some upper manager really uh, rips into you. Uh, uh, bludgeoning damage is when someone is blunt to you. Uh, it's embarrassment. You feel ashamed. Uh, and uh, that's it for the physical damages. Uh, so which uh, which weapon are you looking at here? What's a? I feel like it would be something. And see, and for weapon proficiencies as a paladin, oh yeah, you can do up to martial weapons. Simple and martial are both your your area of expertise. That's so many weapons. I know, I was going to say, this is also probably the most weapons you've had available to you. <laughs> As someone who has principally in the past played a warlock and a druid. <laughs> and not even a druid with a sword, or not even a warlock with a sword. You did the other kind. <laughs> Killing it, right? Um, oh my goodness. Well, I am trying to imagine them, like, it would be something small. It's got to be something small. Or if it was uh, as a, big, as, I as, would rarely use it. Yeah, as as a gnome, you have a certain amount of weapons that aren't going to be appropriate for you. Like, you can't physically use them. That's true. Um, anything with a heavy tag is going to be out of your, out of, out of your uh, uh, muscle range. I mean, I love a whip. Just, it's the most beautiful. Of a whip of is... A very interesting choice. <laughs> it's something... Okay, hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. A whip is something that is easy to carry. It is something that, like... I'm... And I know, like, it's gonna be a wor- my words. But for mm. someone that, like, grew up in the wilderness camping, like, the economy of space and what you can carry is very important. And having a weapon that you can stow away or, like, tie onto your back is very cool and very intriguing. Um, okay. I have a suggestion. Uh, I would like to call this weapon the Snappy Comeback. Yeah. Like uh, and it does, it functions as the whip in the game. Uh, it does reach 
meaning that perhaps even Quinn could be behind someone else and use it uh, using the extra five feet uh, to not need to be personally up on the front line, uh, though with uh, their armor, probably won't be. Uh, and also you can use your dex modifier to use it. So that if you would, would like nice to, because if you would like to have the whip be your weapon, that can be your weapon. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay, okay. Put put down that your weapon is the snappy comeback. It deals one d four boredom damage, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I imagine is just like the mundanity of being like a uh, 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 ridiculed at work it sort of eats away at the uh, the recipient of the attack. Um, as you sort of lightly roast them in a way, they're sort of like, okay, Quinn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Quinn. <laughs> uh, let's look at, let's look at, let's look at Paladin now. Now we've uh, picked out some things. We might make some changes based on what you want to do. So I would like to talk, uh, same way we do with Meadow, about where we're kind of going with Quinn. But you are starting level one. So we're just going to talk about the basics of Paladin. Uh, so Paladin, yeah, as you probably have figured out, you're, you got a little more martial uh, 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 shock and awe than was available to you in the other classes you've played. Uh, armor and weapons are more martial. Uh, the first things you're going to get to pick, uh, you're going to get to have, are Divine Sense, which I'm very excited yeah. for this. Um, oh, also, sorry, uh, a holy symbol. Uh, is uh, uh, What's your holy symbol going to be? You need one of those. Oh, um... Oh my god, it's going to be the logo of our, um, of the inn, mm-hmm. um, which I imagine will have a pine cone incorporated into it in some way. Okay. Um, and it will be a little patch uh, that's already on the, um, the jacket. Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. Good to know. Uh, okay. Anything else? Da, 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 da. Cool. Okay. Um, so, uh, do you have divine sense as a level one paladin? Uh, so, uh, the presence of strong evil registers in your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music, heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Uh, until the end of your next turn, you'll know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead. Uh, it's not behind total cover. Um, so uh, basically what this is going to be as a paladin is I, what I imagine it is, is that Quinn has an excellent ability to read the room. Uh, especially identifying such a, a malevolent forces as undead, which uh, in our, uh, in our game kind of is like a, both a, a it's, it's, it's sort of burnouts, be they like a kind of uh, down on their luck, like uh, hard drinkers in a bar or people, you know, mindlessly shuffling through an office job. Uh, it's a sort of, sort of a, 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 a sanity eroding kind of presence that uh, targets workers like you to make you as miserable as they are. So always important to keep their your uh, eye on them, uh, and also as uh, uh, the other side of that coin is uh, you can uh, sense who amongst you is perhaps truest of all, uh, to, to making you to, to, to suss out uh, what what people in the office are truly worth following. That's uh, very fun. Okay, that's going to be very fun and very useful too. Uh, no one else, no the paladins have that kind of a uh, uniquely. Um, 
Uh, next is Lay on Hands. Uh, you get a sort of minor amount of healing, uh, which is going to be that you can uh, touch someone to lay on uh, to uh, to uh, uh, heal them. Uh, you have a pool of healing powder power that replenishes when you take a long rest. Uh, it is your paladin level times five, so five right now. Can I say that this is Quinn gives really good hugs? Yes, you can one hundred percent make that the way you you administer lay on hands. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> uh, Brandon has jumped into the chat solely to make the joke that Quinn puts the pal in paladin. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon left the chat after that and just walked away into the night. <laughs> uh, uh, but I would do want to talk about now. Oh, oh, actually, one more. Oh, actually, no, we don't. You don't get that yet. Uh, so then coming up, though, I do want to talk about, and you can kind of think about this because you're going to get a chance to, uh, you know, kind of play around with Quinn a little bit before you actually have to make this call, uh, which is uh, what sort of fighting style Quinn's going to have. Uh, uh, the basic ones in the player's main order are defense, mm. dueling, great weapon and protection, but I'm also allowing anything in any other D&D manuals. So you have, like, I think, like, eight, ten options at this point, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So take a look at those. You don't have to make that decision yet. I would say dueling feels good for Quinn. Or yeah. protection. I intervene with your shield. Originally, when I was thinking up Quinn, I think protection is what caught my eye. But they've already changed so much from my original thought of them. <laughs> well, the character's going to evolve as you create it. That's totally fine. And I think protection still works. I mean, I, I totally can see Quinn being... Quinn's like Quinn's not like a frontline fighter. It's uh, they're like a midline. They're like behind the person in the front, like shielding them yeah. and like uh, attacking around them. Like uh, they're like uh, the fucking hype man to whoever the. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, but with their also with their high intelligence and charisma, I mean, I I, I mean, I, I kind of got to see Quinn in action before I can make any sort of assessment of what Quinn's gonna be like. Yeah, I think very much. Like, a lot will depend on, like, that first episode of what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so, so excited, excited for that. i to start at level one. Me too. I'm excited too. You guys are going to be really fun to play with. Uh, so you, then you're going to get spellcasting. The one thing I do want to talk about just very briefly, nothing has to be concrete. So we talked about this with Meadow too. Is so, like, what, what, uh, what, what's going to be the subclass for Quinn when that becomes an option? Oh. I, you know, there's so many. <laughs> no, I know there's so many. You know, you know what the, you know what the, uh, uh, Meadow also suggested dueling with the whip, which I also, I also thinking it was thinking that might be fun. Um, um, I might have even said that. I can't remember what I said like two minutes ago. There was, I um, think it was the redemption one was the one I was curious about at first. Redemption? Oh, that's very interesting. Which book is that uh, in? Uh, that's in Xanathos. Okay, so I do have that. Uh, so I have it right here. I guess I'll flip past Oath of Conquest. I guess we're not going to do Bad Bad Quinn, which I wanted to do. Which, you know, you know, by level three, who knows? <laughs> Maybe Bad Quinn will emerge. <laughs> Um, so redemption is focused on, like, peace. It's focused on trying not to, like, harm people, uh, which, uh, uh, I think that's, uh, actually kind of a fun, that's actually, I mean, just like your channel divinity, you get rebuke the violent, 
Uh, so if a character, yeah. if, a, if, a, if, a, uh, if someone who uses attacker within 30 feet of you that uses violence uh, deals damage against a creature other than you, you can use your uh, reaction to force the attacker to make a, a wisdom saving throw and a failed save. They take uh, radiant damage equal to what they just did. Yes, I think, yeah, I remember being very intrigued by Redemption. Um, so you can like, uh, yeah, yeah. Quinn, Quinn's, Quinn, Quinn pops out to tell you how much of an asshole you're being. <laughs> I like the like. They all have the tenets and peace, innocent patience, and wisdom of just like, like I imagine, like innocence is a big one. Quinn is like experiencing the world for the first time. Um, That's true. I will say. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, no. um, but I think when we were originally talking about this character, like I had thought I want them to be very like Mr. Rogers, Sesame street type of like kindness and positivity. Um, and I think like really tries to see the best in people. And, and I like that, redemption is kind of along that lines of like like welcoming people in and being like oh no like we're all we're all wonderful and good Mm -hmm. so what were you gonna say okay uh well the thing i was gonna say which is maybe a little in conflict with what you were going to (laughs) what you were saying but i i don't think it i don't think it changes the character is i do think that I do think that uh, should Quinn take the oath of redemption, I think that there needs to be some sort of redemption that Quinn see. You can determine what that is should you decide to take this path. But yeah. I think you know Quinn uh, to translate the class. I think to the full extent that I think we like to translate things. That makes me feel like Quinn left. Maybe not, maybe didn't leave for the reason, but is on a journey to redeem themselves as well as everyone else i will say i'm gonna need help with like making a complicated backstory always in every single writing class i have ever taken my feedback is always you don't have any conflict in your stories (laughs) i cannot do it i need help Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be so. I mean, it doesn't have to be like Quinn killed somebody. <laughs> it can be something as like simple as like uh, Quinn took something that they weren't supposed to take. Or Quinn, did, you know, uh, 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 quit a job or ended a relationship or something that they genuinely regret. You know, mm-hmm. this is you know, it's not it's not necessarily that they you know we'll discuss how much redemption they find in work uh, during the show. But uh, just the idea that, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I think especially as a level one character, it's not like Quinn, Quinn's not, Quinn doesn't have their shit together. And I, yeah. and, I and also the, the, the amount of stuff that you've told me that Quinn bounces from job to job, that Quinn is uh, a, a kind of, a, has a, a great ability to make friends and a poor ability to maintain those friendships till they become like really strong just seems like uh i guess you need to ask yourself what's quinn running from oh god 
But we do not make that decision now. That, but however, I love the idea of a whip wielding rock gnome paladin of redemption <laughs> using their high intelligence and high charisma to balance out their um I don't know less developed skills. <laughs> uh hell yeah. Um let's see, what else do we have on the sheet we should talk about? Uh, uh, so you got your you got your uh, healing pool. You got your channel divinity. Uh, you get spell casting. Oh god, and smites. Oh boy, Quinn's gonna learn to tell people off. <laughs> oh my god! I know, I know. I love fucking paladin smites so much. Another reason why I'm sad we've never had one in any of our campaigns, uh, uh, other than like one one shot. Um, so this is going to be really fun to have you fucking smoke my fucking level two boss I had planned <laughs> with one just like vicious torrent. Uh, okay. Uh, so that is all, that is all that we have for uh, Quinn character, like sheet wise. Um, so I guess we're ready for the next part of the show. Are you ready? I'm super ready. Okay, well this is question time! So much like I had uh, Meadow do last time, you could ask two questions. One, about the world of the campaign taking place in Fantasy Chicago, 1989, around a, uh, a, a shipping warehouse. The other, about the warehouse itself. I'll tell you that um, uh, 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 Meadow and I discussed uh, the way, because uh, uh, Meadow's character, June, is uh, a trans woman living in the fantasy Chicago. We talked about uh, 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 queer spaces and uh, um, acceptance in this world, uh, which this world is, despite being called fantasy Chicago, I want to go ahead and continually reiterate, it's not, this is not a history simulator. This is not, you know, it's called Fantasy Chicago because we made the show and we live in Chicago. Um, uh, but it, it is a, a world where uh, such uh, some of the worst aspects are not part of our gameplay because that's no fun and that sucks. And this is a show about friends working in office, not about uh, uh, amending the lifetime of mistakes that this country has made culturally. Um and then the other one was about who cleans the office. <laughs> Don't do Those, whatever you want to ask, I'm saying. Ask yeah. whatever you want to ask. Yeah. Um, I would like to know... Um, where within the city the facility is. Like, is it in the fantasy loop or is it more on the outside like is it how close to downtown is it would it's, be my question it is a fairly short ride via the fantasy cta that's name pending um uh uh, uh we're keeping an aspect that was introduced to our game from uh, dm alex's tenure uh, uh, I really liked that he named all the lines in the CTA after weapons. There was the Halberd line, which was the red line. Uh, uh, so, no, Halberd line was actually the line that you had to take to get to the shipping facility. So that's going to be canon. 
Uh, and uh, what it is is that the shipping facility is in the sort of uh, area uh, north of Goose Island around the river. It's approximately, it, for you, a person who lives, who lived in Chicago, it's where the hideout is. I was going to say, yeah, where the hideout yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's where it is. That's where, I, that's where I've been imagining it is. So okay. it's right next to the river. It's part of those industrial buildings along there. So Hell it's yeah. a short ride into downtown as well as a short ride to other places nearby that your character might frequent. Nice. In a way, this job is actually kind of convenient for Quinn. Is what I've uh, is, is saying that I've yeah. kind of imagined. So we can get to a lot of stuff from there. Yeah. Um. Oh, and so now I get a question about the world. Yeah. Unless you want to ask me anything. Oh, no. Okay. You ask your question. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and ask about the world about the setting. Um. What? I mean, as someone who was never conscious during the eighties, um. What would be, like, the newest, hottest technology thing that, like, not everyone has access to, but the people who do are super cool? Like, what is something that's very Uh, up and coming? I will say that that, uh, your first question was the world. This one needs to be about the office. Oh, I thought that was the office. Okay. Oh, I see what you're talking about. You went. To, you were doing it in reverse order. That's totally oh, I my did. bad. I was throwing okay. the looper on you. It's totally your bad. Totally, totally my bad. Totally my bad. Um, uh, 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 there is, I will say, uh, that sign that is incredibly popular is um, uh, uh, handheld video. Uh, people really like having little cameras, stuff like that. Uh, the prevalence of uh, uh, tape recordings have become uh, uh, extremely affordable for even for most families to, to kind of uh, start dabbling in it, uh, especially middle class families. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I would say that in the late in the in this era, that's starting to become sort of a fascination with people. And yeah. uh, with it, along with it comes home video, like in terms of releasing of of entertainment that uh, some people might like uh, uh, maybe even functions as one of our religions uh, as uh, 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 art, art, uh, objects items if you will um, that uh, could be important I, 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 I try not to give away my game notes too much I'm doing a really bad job of it okay well you're trying to ask questions VHS well exactly I'm, I'm trying to be too coy with it uh, VHS exists in this world and uh, uh, it's a, a tradable item how should you discover any of it? Cool. Is that's that's the hint that you've unlocked. Clink. Uh, and uh, also, I I did promise uh, as part of kind of like the the office question that you'd get a reveal of a character, and so I'm going to say that with that question that you asked, you get to choose between the shipping, like the the shipping side of the warehouse. Or the warehouse side of the warehouse. So what would you like a character for? Oh. Give me someone from shipping. Shipping. Okay. Shipping. Um. Shipping. Shipping. Uh, Sadie's asking if I'm going to share all of my secrets. Uh, so uh, uh, I, unfortunately, that's all you're going to get out of me with that very. That question caught me a little off guard. I'm I'm, I'm very impressed by it. Thank you so much. Uh, 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 so, 
your question or your your character reveal that you earned is uh, you get to meet the manager of the shipping department. Uh, so uh, 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 his name is Ben Gully. That's a great. Uh, name. Ben is a halfling, uh, or appears to you as a halfling in our game. Uh, once again, our game does not function with the race as being literal. It is how people perceive you in the world. Um, so Ben, uh, uh, the first thing folks note about notice about the unassuming Ben Gully is his broad grin and mop of out-of-control curly brown hair. No one on the shipping floor could accurately tell you what color Ben's eyes are, but everyone will tell you he's a real cool guy. Charming and more than a little conniving, Ben is always happy to bend the rules for a friend, and he thinks of everyone as a friend. Skewing toward the latter in the work hard, hardly working or uh, hard, working hard or hardly working dichotomy, Ben might be a dream manager for like-minded slacker employees, but hasn't made a lot of friends upstairs. And that is Ben Gully, manager of the shipping department. Ben Gully, okay. And uh, uh, I guess also, I guess we should do as a kind of a last, 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 last of two things I want to do on this show. Uh, is I did want to talk a little bit, like we talked a lot about the religions with Meadow, is I want to talk about like an aspect of the world that I will reveal uh, in this in this episode and get you thinking about how you want to play the game. And what I'm actually going to talk about tonight is the job. Oh. So your job is going to be the shipping and receiving department grunt labor the ones who do the physical aspect of the shipping and receiving so it is called and this has been kind of created you're uh, by the 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 the, the workplace of NBC incorporated uh is called the party system uh the party system is a way in which a group of four is uh, put together so that they can accomplish daily tasks um uh the party system incorporates three core positions and then one person who will be able to swing between all three to help where they are best the party system will involve i am on the wrong page of my notes the party system defaults uh will default to groups to work together uh, using archaic means it's sort of a old school philosophy here uh pickers go into the warehouse to get items Readers use the binder to tell pickers where to go find something via a walkie-talkie. The binders can never leave the shipping area. The shippers ship things. Uh, That involves packing and labeling. Uh, And uh, there are other parties at your job. Cool. And work quotas are strictly enforced. So that is something that your character would know applying for this job, which is why I want to share it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any questions you have about it, you're fully allowed to ask. So are, when we apply, do we choose one of these positions and apply for it, or do we get assigned it? You apply, you have been told via the phone call you received um, that, uh, uh, from a mysterious voice, by the way, um, that, uh, you will, uh, be put into groups mm. and from those groups determine who is best suited for what job. Cool. 
true synergy. Damn. The party system. Mm-hmm. So that is the party system of the MPC Incorporated Shipping and Receiving Facility. Uh, so those are the bits of information that I am going to give you. Uh, uh, unless we, we have, we made it a practice last time that if, when someone, uh, uh subscribed, uh, to our, uh, our, our stream, I, I revealed more information. So this is your chance. Anyone who wants to do that and earn, unlock more of my secrets. <laughs> Otherwise I'm going to just go ahead with the next. Otherwise. I don't see anyone doing it. So. <laughs> That's the only way you can do some, loosen my lips. Um, uh, that sounded gross. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, uh, so, to end our character creation, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Oh my gosh. Okay. And you don't have to, although I did kind of force Meadow to make a character voice decision. You can still change the character voice, but if you'd like to do a character voice, uh, uh, I have a, some job interview questions for you. Okay. Okay. I want you to answer these off the cuff. As Quinn. All right. Question one. Wait, wait. Let me get into the mysterious voice. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> wait, were you trying to do one? <laughs> no. The question one. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. I know. I can do better. All right. So let me get into the mysterious voice. Hello, Quinn. I want to ask you some questions before you join our job. Wait, all right, Dave. What would you say? <laughs> it's growing on me. <laughs> what would you say are your goals for this job? Um, I want to You know, I have no idea how things get anywhere and i really want to get to the root of it and figure it out and like be a part of it and learn it just seems so interesting i'm going to write down a passion for shipping yes number two what would you say is your biggest strength i care about Everything. My biggest strength would be the fact that I see something, I take it in, and I learn it, and you know, I won't make the same mistake twice. Very good. What would you say is your biggest weakness? My knees. Your knees? Yeah, I feel it's kind of a joke, but um, um, like when I first started rollerblading, did not wear knee pads, and they are scuffed to all heck. But right now, I wear knee pads, so they're a little better. What would you? Uh, I see you have a lot of past employers on your resume. Where did you leave your last job? Um. The the school one? Um, well, because an eighth grader kicked a ball at my face and it hurt a lot. So I left. 
Do you have any eighth graders working here kicking balls around? We do not. That's against child labor laws. Good. And finally, very important question for you, Queen. Where do you see yourself in five years? In Spain on a really long walk. In Spain? Yeah. A very long walk? I've never been to Spain, but it sounds fun. Okay. Well, welcome aboard. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. All right, and that's it for Quinn. <laughs> and that's how we meet Quinn. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I think I think that might be it. Uh, uh, so I think we're just going to wrap up. Before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, if you are, if you. Uh, um, miss last time's dm in the pm uh, and want to hear how meadow came up with her character june uh, uh tune in tomorrow because we're going to be releasing a podcast version of dm in the pm uh so you can catch up with how the character creation uh, we're also going to be sprinkling in over the next couple of weeks more of our one shots released as podcast form and then kind of leading up to uh, starting to release brand new d uh npc incorporated uh, uh, campaign two episodes in July. Uh, so two weeks from now, there's going to be another DM and the PM uh, player uh, employee evaluation to introduce another character. And then after that, one more. And after you meet all four of our characters, the show begins. So I want to say thank you so much for watching. Thank you especially to anyone who was in the chat tonight. Uh, shout out to Meadow and to Sadie who were chatting with us tonight. Um, uh, uh, big thanks to Liz Getty for being our tech person and running uh, this wonderful stream and possibly breaking their computer. I don't know. <laughs> and um, also shout out to Machine Culture. That is the podcast collective that uh, runs our show, or, uh, produces our show. And uh, you know all the uh, other shows that are on there, including Please Make This, uh, Chronicles of Nania, and our beloved Podzuki, which is Brandon Kirkman and Martin and Luke's. Um, uh, 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 not Godzilla, that's way reductive, uh, Kaiju review show. Um, so please check out Machine Culture. Uh, please join us again next Thursday for our next mandatory workouting. Vote in our social media for the setting you want that to be, and stay tuned for two more weeks of uh, when we're going to have another DM in the PM introducing another NPC Incorporated character. And with that, I think I say to you all, good night. Good night. If we can actually end this stream. Liz, can we end it? <laughs> Should I yell at you to burp some more with that? Yeah. <laughs> this show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.